Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Sergio Gonzalez. Brother Sergio is a church member at Northwest Bible Baptist Church and also a bus captain, bus worker. And Brother Sergio is joining me for several conversations about the bus ministry. You can view uh, other videos of our conversations in the description below. Thanks for joining us, Brother Thank Gonzalez. You, Brother Thank you. We're going to continue our conversation. In our previous video, we talked about you know, basically your testimony, your history, how you were reached by the bus ministry, and how it even went into adulthood. And we basically paused right where, um, right when you and your wife started getting involved in the bus ministry. You talked about how, as a teenager, your bus captain had asked you to come along with him, go soul winning with him, mm -hmm. show your show him where your friends lived, you recruit other writers mm -hmm. for the bus ministry. And through that, you became more active in uh, visiting and also, I imagine, even running a bus program probably mm -hmm. in your teen years. And then as soon as you got married, you know, then that just kind of gravitated, you know, for you and your wife to be both involved in that. So um, talk to me about your family involvement, and even today, I mean, you and your wife and your kids all involved in the bus ministry. Um, so talk to me about the early years, uh, you and your wife in the bus ministry. Um, what, what church were you serving in? In what capacity? What were you doing? Was there a learning curve for you uh, in those early years? Uh, some lessons we learned for your wife as well. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we, uh, we were at Maplewood Bible Baptist Church in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, Pastor Bob Heath, uh, he asked us to help us out on the bus route. And we didn't have any kids at that moment. We didn't have any kids, so it was just me and my wife hoping out on the bus route. And uh, uh, my wife found out she was pregnant. I told my wife, you know, we can't stop what we're doing just for our kids. I'm like, we can't. We got to keep serving God. We have to keep doing what we're doing. And at first, she didn't get it. You know, she, this was new to her. Mm -hmm. She didn't know. But she, she went with it, and my daughter was born. And all of my kids, Michael, my daughter, Eliana, is going to be 21, my son, Michael, and my son, Sammy, Every single one of them, we put a car sheet, and we put them right in the back of the bus, right in the back seat, not in the back of the bus, but right behind me when I'm driving. Yeah. And they rode the bus with us as a little baby till right now. They, every single one of them, Michael, Ily, and Sammy, every single one of them. And that's because we decided that we were not going to stop riding the bus route. And mm -hmm. it feels good that my wife, excuse me, was on board with me with the whole entire time. And it was pretty neat, uh, Ily, Mikey, and Sammy. I mean, every single one of them. And it's kind of hard yeah. to lug that whole car seat around and move it back from here, especially when it gets cold. So we did it. Every single one, we're not going to stop. Except when we moved to Florida. That's not hard over there because it, <laughs> it was hot the whole entire time. That was, yeah. that was Sammy. So Sammy, was, he, I think he was the lucky one. He, you know, he had beautiful weather in the bus route. <laughs> well, let's explore that um, topic of your wife um, supporting you in the ministry and what you were doing. Um, obviously, having your wife's support mm -hmm. is very liberating. Yes. It allows you freedom Yes. To, I mean, has there been a time where she threw up, you know, some red lights and, you know, and... Yes, yes, and there, there was what one... Were, what were some ways that you resolved some of There was issues? one time where we were out visiting, just my, 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 my wife and I, and uh, the assigned as a family, and I would always go up and wake them up and get them ready, and I would tell my wife, honey, just stay in the car, I don't want you to go in there, just stay in the car. So she, got, she finally got fed up, and she's like, why do you take so long? I need to, I'm going to go out, up with you. And I told her, Terry, you can go with me, but promise me whatever you do, because women are very emotional, so promise me whatever you do, do not cry, do not do anything, just do what you have to do, and that's, that's, just do it. So she went up the stairs with me, and I told her, Terry, these kids want to come to church, but as soon as she opened the door, 
you see a trash can of beer bottles and beer cans all over the floor. Mm. You see a mattress on the floor, and the kids were sleeping in the mattress. So I told her, you know, Terry, what I do every week, I come and I try to get these kids dressed because they want to go to church. I'm like, but look at the filth. And they, they had a newborn baby that was crawling, and he was crawling through the filth. I mean, through the, all the garbage. Mm. And, I, and my wife started choking up, and I looked at her. I was like, Terry, stop. Don't cry. Do, do whatever you do, do not cry. I'm like, we don't want these kids. Just do not cry. And so we got all three of the kids dressed up. My wife combed their hair and everything else because they, they wanted to come to church. But in the, the I would say, filth, the situation that we're in, the dad was a drunk. I mean, it just broke her heart. And so we got in the car with them, and my wife's like, you know, now I know why you took such a long time in there. I'm like, yeah, Terry, these kids want to come to church, but they have it hard. I told them, but you know what? I told them, now you know what they go through. So she said, you know what? I'm convinced that we have to do this every week. So that's what changed her yeah. to get in the bus ministry, just because of that family. And those kids had it hard. But, you know, I think that was her breaking point where she saw that family. She said, you know what? No, we got to keep doing this. Just not for our sake, but for the kids. But not only that, we mm-hmm. learned. We learned a lot of that situation. Because, you know, sometimes we, as Americans, we're spoiled. Oh, sure. And then we're like, you know, we have it all. But then you go to this house, they have nothing. It kind of humbles you. You're like, you know what? Thank you, God, for everything you've done for me. It, it, it takes your breath away sometimes. Yeah. When, you, To me, even today, I find it hard to believe that people can be hungry and, mm-hmm. you know, malnourished. I mean, we've got so much food, you know, yeah. just coming out of our ears. I mean, yeah. just what you find in a dumpster <laughs> would, would feed a family. And, oh, yeah. I mean, grocery stores, stuff expire. They get rid of it. They donate or whatever. Um, but then there are families that are just absolutely destitute. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you know, a few weeks ago, we had the minibus conference here at the college. And uh, I told all the, all the college students that there are some things worse than COVID. You know, people that we we're going through this COVID right now. Some, some of these kids, I'm like, there are things out there worse than COVID. And a lot of them are looking at me like, oh, Brother Sergio, what's worse than COVID? I'm like, you understand, some of these kids are afraid of their drunk dad coming home and beating them. To them, that's worse than COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these kids won't have food in their in their house. Some of these kids don't, you know, they just don't have a mom and dad. They'll just, their situations are just, they're worse than COVID, you know. And so COVID is something, you know, that kind of woke up a lot of Christians. And I told my wife, I'm like, some of these people have it worse than COVID-19, yeah. you know. And for, just imagine that, coming home and, you know, your dad comes home drunk and you got to hide underneath the bed because we have a bus kid that's like that. He hears his dad open the door and he right away hides underneath the bed because he's afraid that his dad might beat him. Mm. So that, to me, that's, he would tell me, he's like, I'm afraid of that more than anything in the world. So, wow. you know, those are some experiences on the bus ride that you're like, we have to keep serving. Well, it'll change anybody's life. Rather than just seeing a face that rides the bus, you're seeing oh, their yeah. backstory and their situation, and right. you appreciate, you know, any kid that, you know, wants to serve God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you can't help but have a desire to go out of your way to, to help those kind of people. Let's talk about... Um, some of the advantages uh, of working as a family on a bus route and obviously the opposite side of that you know seesaw if you will yeah. is some th- sacrifices that have to be made yeah. um let's just talk real reality here reality. you know you know a lot of people ask me that you know i could honestly say in front of god that i have never in my whole entire life have had a hard time waking up mikey sammy and Lily for the bus ride on saturday or sunday they're ready to go on Saturday and they're ready to go on Sunday. I have never forced them. Said, "Hey, you're gonna." I have never done that. Sometimes they're dressed before I am, you know. So they see their dad and they see how the bus ministry works. And sometimes 
they're just ready before I am. And it's kind of amazing because, you know, people are like, oh, how do you get them? I'm like, no, I've never, ever, you know, my wife to tell you too, we've never had a hard time waking up Michael or Sammy or Illy to get on the bus Saturday or Sunday. We've never had that. We never mm -hmm. had that. Michael and Sammy and Illy have always been ready, ready to go. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard, especially when it's 20 degrees below zero. I don't want to <laughs> go. <laughs> I don't want to go on the bus. Yeah. And their kids are like, okay, they're ready. To, they're dressed and ready to go. They're waiting. Sometimes they're waiting for me. They're like, come on, Dad, we got to go. We got to go. So it's something Preacher mentioned a lot many, many years ago when he was preaching. He said the, the family that serves together stays together. And I think that's very, you know, very important. The family that does serve together stays together. So you end up having a closer-knit family yes. because of the service you do together mm -hmm. and you have the common goal yeah. Uh, with each other. And obviously, there's things that a family has to forego or give up, activities and things like that. Um, has there ever been a time oh, where... Oh, man, you know... Man, you, you're like, oh, man, we'd love to do this, but... Uh. Oh, you know, in-laws. In-laws sometimes are the best and sometimes the worst in a <laughs> Christian life, you know? Yeah. In-laws, they have to have, especially Spanish folks, they have to have their parties on Sundays. And they've known from the beginning that we don't go to their parties on Sunday because that's our our bus day. So mm -hmm. now, in the beginning, they kept hounding us and, you know, criticizing, but now they already accepted it. They mm -hmm. were like, you know what, they can't come because they do their bus on Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon, and they do things on Saturday. So our in-laws would always, always, why do you have to be there all day Sunday? Why do you have to do this for them? Why do you have to do, you know, that was the beginning, but now that we've done it for so long, now they're, they don't even ask. They know it's Sunday, we don't do anything. Sunday is the bus route, church, eat dinner, and go home, rest for maybe an hour, an hour and a half, back to church Sunday night. So as a unit, your family has this weekend schedule. Yeah, that's how we, pretty down. we play. We, that's, actually, you know, it's just a given. We just don't even, you know, we don't do anything. We're like, this is the bus route. We don't plan any events. We don't, on vacation, we plan church, bus route, and that's all we do. Well, you, I've heard it preached and mentioned before and taught that if um, your kids come up to you and asking, ask you on a Sunday morning, are we going to church today? Oh, yeah. Then you've got some consistency problems in your life. Yes, yes. And I guess the same thing is true in any aspect of your Christian life, mm -hmm. which if it's a particular ministry you're involved in, uh, if your kids come up to you and ask you, are we participating this week in it? Then you yeah. really know that, man, we, wrong. Yeah, we haven't Something's been wrong. as faithful yeah. to this as we should be. Something's it, wrong, yeah. So you guys are just absolutely plugged in. Well, let's uh, explore each of your kids, I suppose. What are some of the highlights uh, in your, you know, as a father watching your kids, you know, as a little baby in a baby carriage oh, yeah. uh, in, on the bus and growing up through maybe their elementary years, junior high, high school years. Well, each, each kid, each one of my kids is different. Each one, Illy's more like more a free thinker on her own and she's more of a competition. Michael's more like, my, Michael's more of a caring heart. He cares more and does things. And Sammy is more like a, Sammy's different. I'm still trying to figure out Sammy. He's still <laughs> but each one of the kids, so I have to be, there, be careful and treat each, each one differently. I can't tell Michael to do things that Illy does and Illy does. I got to treat him differently. I got to give him different goals, each one of them. You know, it's not fair for me to give Illy a goal and then the same goal that I give Illy to give to Sammy. Mm -hmm. He's younger. So, you know, I got to treat each one differently. But I make sure that I always involve him in the bus ministry. I ask him, how did you, like every Saturday, how did you go today, Illy? How did it go, Michael? How many people did you sign up? How many people did you witness to? How many? And even Sammy. I told Sammy, hey, Sammy, see those kids out there? Go, go give flyers out to those kids. But, Dad, I don't know how to witness to them. It's okay. I didn't ask you to witness to them. Go just give them a flyer. So he goes out there and does flyers. So each one of my kids. But I do have a funny story for Michael. Michael, uh, 
Uh, one time uh, we were at, a, at an area picking up like 10 or 15 kids, and this lady comes around the corner and is like, one of your kids, one of our bus kids is throwing rocks at the, at the geese and hit them and then kicking them and doing all bad things. I'm like, oh, great, which one of my bus kids is? And so I go out there and I was ready to scold them. I was angry because this lady was angry and it gives the church a bad name. Yeah. And I go out there and it's Michael. I'm like, it's Michael. I'm like, Michael. I told him, Michael, what are you doing? He's like, I hate geese. I want to kill him. I'm like, but no, my, it's this lady, Michael. No, we're in the church. It's got our name in it, Northwest Bible Baptist Church. Leave the geese alone. Get it in the bus. But it kind of made me chuckle because I was like, here I'm thinking it's a bus kid. It's not a bus kid. It's my own son, you know. So I'm like, you know, kids are kids. And sometimes they're bad, you know. But yeah, and Sammy and Lily, they're the same thing. You know, I, I treat everybody, each one of my kids differently. I don't give them the same goals. It's really unfair for Sammy and Michael Neely to give them the same goals, but I do want them involved in the ministry. So, at what point, um, you know, take you know Ileana, she's your oldest, mm -hmm. for, as an example. Um, at what point did you start training her to um, pass out tracks? Was it elementary age, even younger? No, you, you know, at, at church, you know, this is why it's so wonderful being in an independent fundamental Baptist church because you know what. They do a great job in training the kids to give out the gospel. Mm -hmm. There's so many churches they teach them, you know, this program and this program here and this program here. You know, our church, Northwest, teaches our kids to serve, mm -hmm. give out, give out the gospel, give this out. It's not about, always about a program or about having fun. It's about like Brother Joel does a good, wonderful job. He teaches the teenagers how to serve, how to help other people. So Illy's learned that at a young age from the different churches that we've been, how to serve and give out tracts and. And so does Michael and, El and Sammy now. What about uh, the first time she was able to give the gospel to yes. somebody? Do you, was that something that you trained her to do? No, or maybe she, in the youth group? No, or? no. See, here's the thing is that I try to get myself out of the picture. If mm -hmm. somebody could help out my daughter better than I can, go ahead, man. You know, Michael could, somebody could help out Michael. I'm not one of those dads that, oh, it's always have to be me to help him out. No, if there's somebody in their life that could help him out, okay, go help him out. It's fine. So Illy let her first person in Christ in, in Florida with one of her teachers. They went out and she led him to the Lord. And Michael, wow. Michael here with, I think it was Brother Joe, they went out and, oh, I think it was Brother Walker. With Brother Walker, he let us, Sammy's still too young, but it was not with me. It was not with me at all. So, mm -hmm. you know, they did it on their own, which I'm really glad because now it shows me that they're independent. They could do it on their own. Yeah. And they don't need dad to hold their hand and say, you need to do this. They did it on their own. So what kind of tasks do you give your family on the bus route? Obviously, you're the, you're the driver. Oh, no. So, now, right? late, late, yeah, I am the driver. Lately, I'm a slacker. I don't do anything. I just drive my bus, and Michael and Neely are old enough where they delegate. And, but in the beginning, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard because I had to do everything. And it's kind of hard to run the program and drive at the same time. So You did? Yeah, I, I had to. There was, wow. at, there was one time, actually, it was here. One time, it was here at Northwest Bible Baptist Church. Uh, all my workers just had to go home for Christmas break. Oh, and it yeah, was just, one of those lonely Sundays. Lonely Sunday was just me, my wife, my daughter, Michael, and Sammy. And one worker, Angela, Angela Snyder. And we're like, oh, you know, it's cold. No one's going to show up. Next thing you know, we open the door. Five kids come in. Seven comes in. Ten kids come in. I'm like, Terry, how are we going to do this, man? We're, we're <laughs> short in workers. I'm like, and all these kids are coming to church. But we did it, you know. So they, they, they already know what to do. Michael and Sammy, they've been in it for a while. They know what to do. And Ellie, they know what to do. But... I always give them a task what they have to do on, on Saturday. But mostly they know how to do it because they learn from, from other bus captains and from other bus workers. Yeah. Is there a particular memory that you have of your family serving in the bus ministry? Maybe it was a Saturday out soul winning or maybe it was a particular Sunday that kind of just sticks out in your mind where, man, this was an unbelievable family 
Oh yeah, yeah, and and this is done. this is I blame this one on Brother Robert. Brother Robert had the idea of going to the zoo <laughs> a few years ago, and uh, he's like, you know, we got to go to the Lincoln Park Zoo. And we're like, oh, that's an hour away, and then traffic, an hour back. It's like, okay, so we 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 went, and we had like over a hundred two buses Whoa. on that. We had over a hundred, and I remember yeah. on the way home after everything was done, you know, we were Sunday night, we're driving home, just me and my wife and the kids. And we had that tired feeling about us. But that real good tired, you're like, man, today was an awesome Sunday. I mean, awesome. And the, the van was just quiet. I mean, our car was just quiet. <laughs> Nobody yeah. said anything. We just knew that it was a good day that God worked in our lives. I mean, one of those, I don't know if you ever had those days where you're just tired. Oh, yeah. And you knew God did it. You didn't do nothing. God did it all. And it was that day we went to the zoo. It was, it was a I still remember that. It was wonderful. It's pretty awesome when you can just show up and just watch what happens. Yes. You know, and try to keep up. I felt like I was just there for the ride. I mean, yeah. I just felt like God was dealing, and I was just there for the ride. And it was wonderful. I mean, many people got saved. And like I said, we had two buses and a van. We had over, over 100 on, on that day. Now, looking to the future uh, with you, you, your wife, and your kids, and things like that, um, have your kids expressed a long-term interest in serving yes. in the bus ministry? And yes. if they have, what uh, what have they mentioned is well, you know, some it, of the contributing factors for well, that? Well, we'll start off with Illy. Illy, uh, Illy just wants to be serving in the bus ministry. She's still trying to figure out her life. She's still trying to figure out. But she still she told me the other day that I'm not going to give up the bus ministry. I'm just not. I'm going to keep helping you guys out. So I told her, okay, honey, you know, as long as you're in church and serving God, that's all I worry, I worry about, honey. You know, you want to do whatever you do in life. It's fine, but you need to be in church and serving God. And she said, okay, I will. And she has. Michael was called to preach, so he's here. And Michael said, you know, Dad, you don't need no more co-captains. I'll be your co-captain. I'm like, okay, Michael, do it. Then Sammy said, Dad, when Michael leaves, you know, he already has his little timetable. He's like, when Michael leaves, I'll be 16 years old. I'll be your next co-captain. I'm <laughs> like, okay, we got to set. Like, I don't have to worry about co-captain for 15 years. Perfect. <laughs> so awesome. that was pretty, pretty neat, you know. I don't know if that's going to happen, but, you know, that's what they said. Oh, so, but, yeah, so Michael, Michael, Ely from Italy, Michael and Sammy. So the family that serves together stays together. Amen. Thanks so much, Brother Gonzalez, yes, for Thank talking you. to us about your family involvement in the bus ministry. And you can see other conversations that I have with Brother Gonzalez about the bus ministry. There'll be links in the description below. Thank you so much for watching.